Welcome to In All Things. I'm Sierra, and I would love to welcome you into my living room to have real conversations with you about everything from forgiveness and personalities to community and discipleship. So let's imagine we're sitting on my couch and encouraging each other to seek Christ in all things. Happy New Year's. Happy 2023. I hope that you had a great Christmas and a wonderful New Year's. I love a good new year with a fresh start. In reality, it's just another day, but it feels like a fresh slate and that is really nice. My year already looks pretty crazy. Um, In February, I am going to be traveling to Italy and Spain with one of my friends. And the day after I get back, I am moving. So it's going to be a pretty exciting uh, couple months for me, but I am excited to see what all the year holds. I try to be really intentional about the first podcast topic of the year, something that will be a good conversation to kind of jumpstart us into this fresh start. And two years ago, we are in, okay, pause because we are in year number three, but two years ago, my very first episode was on contentment. And last year's was on forgiveness. And so today I thought a good starting conversation for 2023 would be to talk about God's grace. Grace is a characteristic of God that is so vital to the gospel. All of God's character traits are obviously important and they are awe-worthy. But there are some that without them, the gospel just wouldn't be the gospel. Grace is one of those, and it is defined as the free and unmerited favor of God as manifested in the salvation of sinners, as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowal of blessings. In other words, it is by God's grace to us that he forgives us, us who are undeserving of forgiveness, and that he blesses us despite the fact that we are undeserving. It is in his grace to us that he saved us through Christ. And it says that in Ephesians 2.8, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. That verse reiterates that God's grace is a gift from him through faith. And it's not something that we can earn by working. We can't just do good deeds to earn our way to heaven or even to earn our way into God's favor. It says in Romans that God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I think to understand the depth and the significance of God's grace, we have to understand our starting point. We need to understand how completely undeserving we are of his love and forgiveness and grace. 1 John 1.8 says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And in Romans, we are told that there's no one righteous, not even one, and that all have sinned and fall sh- short of the glory of God. And it also says that we were enemies of God. Those are some strong statements, each one of those, and they have to be strong in order to get the point across. It's also made very clear that as sinners, as enemies of God, our deserved punishment is eternal death. 
That's in Romans 6, 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In that verse that I just read, the key word to notice is the word, but. The penalty for sin is death, but, but the gift of God is eternal life. God's grace was also called a gift in the Ephesians 2 verse earlier. In Ephesians 4, 7, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. The word gift tells us a couple of really important things about our salvation through Christ. First of all, a gift is very different than a loan. Nothing is owed by the recipient at all. We don't need to exchange anything We don't need to exchange anything we have for this gift. Nothing is owed in return. It is at the cost of the giver to pay for that gift. Jesus paid the ultimate price for this gift with his suffering and his death. And yet, it is offered completely free to all who will accept it. 2 Corinthians 8-9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sake, he became poor so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Second, the fact that it's a gift indicates that it now belongs to the recipient. Our salvation is given to us and it isn't expected to be returned. It belongs to us. It's not something that we can lose and it cannot be taken away. And finally, generally speaking, Gifts are not earned. It is not a payment for something that you did. It is not a bribery. And in the same way, our salvation through God's grace is not merited. I'm going to refer back to a couple verses in Romans for this. Romans talks a lot about grace. Um, In Romans 4.4, it says, Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. And in Romans 11.6, It says, and if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. Grace is central to the gospel because it's through grace that we are justified to God. Without grace, we are still sinners because we have no means to earn our way to God. Romans 5.20 says the law was brought in so that the trespass might increase, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more so that grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Christ Jesus. That should speak volumes about grace to us. And this passage from Titus 3 speaks to it as well. It says, but when the kindness and love of God, our savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. So it is through grace that we have salvation in Christ. It is through grace that we are justified to God. At its most basic definition, it is through grace that we are forgiven by the Lord. 
there is a coined phrase that's not found in the Bible, but I still think that it should be talked about in this conversation. And it's called greasy grace. And some some people also refer to it as cheap grace. Paul actually does talk about this, but he doesn't use the term greasy grace um, or cheap grace in Romans. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, but it, it's in Romans 3. It says, but if our unrighteousness brings out God's righteousness more clearly, what shall we say? That God is unjust in bringing his wrath onto us? I'm using a human argument. Certainly not. If that were so, how could God judge the world? Someone might argue, if my falsehood enhances God's truthfulness and so increases his glory, why am I still condemned as a sinner? Why not say, as some slanderously claimed that we say, let us do evil that good may result? Their condemnation is just. The concept of greasy grace is similar to what Paul is describing here. Well, God will forgive me so I can do fill in the blank. And then he's forgiving me. And so all glory to him, you know, and it can be easy to use God's grace and forgiveness as an excuse to continue to sin. We might say I was a sinner when he first offered me grace. So he's going to continue to offer it to me freely. The thing is, that's very true. God does continue to offer his grace to us despite being sinners and unworthy. As we've already talked about, that is what his grace is about. It is a gift. It's unmerited and it's abundant. Remember, Paul also told us that where sin increased, grace increased all the more. However, that should not be used as an excuse to continue to live in sin. Instead, the grace of God should spur us on to live a life that is glorifying to him. Last summer, I did an episode on sanctification, which is the process that begins when we make Christ the Lord of our lives. The Holy Spirit dwells within us and sanctifies us to become more like Christ. His grace allows this. His grace allows us to be more like him. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. When we are weak in our sins, his grace is sufficient to deliver us, to strengthen us to make the right choice, but also to forgive us when we mistakenly choose the wrong one. I also think that it's important to remember that because we are offered grace through Jesus, we can also offer grace to others. Offering forgiveness and blessing to those who are undeserving is exactly opposite of our human nature. But when we do that, we reflect Christ and the gospel in such a big way. In the past six months or so, I've been trying to intentionally pray for grace to extend to others when I'm walking into a difficult situation. Maybe it's a stressful day at work or a conversation with somebody or making big decisions. And I will pray for that grace and have often found that I am more patient and lenient and gracious after I've specifically prayed for it in those situations. It's been a good lesson for me to ask the Lord for help to reflect his characteristics. 
Thank you so much for listening today. I am excited for what 2023 holds, and I am looking forward to sharing with you more conversations throughout this year. And I'm especially looking forward to my guest episode in just two weeks with my friends, Matt and Celia. They are going to be sharing a really incredible part of their story as a family, and I'm excited for you to hear it. So stay tuned for that. Have a great day. I'm so glad you tuned in for today's conversation. I hope you are leaving uplifted in your walk with the Lord because that is my prayer for this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at In All Things Pod, and I would love it if you invited more friends into our conversations. You can also visit my website at inallthingspodcast.com. If this episode was encouraging to you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening platform because it helps the algorithms and it allows In All Things to be accessible to more people. See you next time.